0: And the pod- the podcast will begin in five, four, three, two, one. What's up, Phil? What's
1: up, Paco?
0: Good to have you. Episode five. Is this episode five? Episode six?
1: Ooh, that's not my lucky number. But let's see what happens. I could
0: bump you off.
1: You could try.
0: You can't take seventeen to seventeen's taken by three seventeen. The rapper.
1: That's fine. It's okay. So, I have no particular number actually.
0: So six is okay.
1: Six, you know what? It sounds like basketball. You know, I'm the sixth man that comes on the. <laughs> so, and plus, I'm sexy. You're sexy. I'm sexy. I'm very sexy.
0: I love it. So I love I'll it. I'll
1: take the six. Six. Uh, normally
0: people <laughs> normally people plead the fifth, but you'll take the six.
1: I'll take the six. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. How have you been? I've been good, man. How about you? Merry I've been Christmas, good. by thank the you, way. Thank you. Thank it you. Is thank you. Thank you. Boxing Day. Uh, the season.
0: I remember I remember you and I, when we were setting up Paco's place, I, I actually reached out to you and actually told you to come and visit. And now here
1: you are. I was excited for this. I remember the first time that I met you. I knew about you already from Pinas, right? Yeah. I mean, who didn't? Everybody knows Paco. Like those, uh, gir- if you didn't know Paco, like then those- you don't know shit.
0: <laughs> those girly mags?
1: Ah, uh, yes. I read them all. <laughs> oh my
0: god! Okay. <laughs> so but, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I met you in Murrieta, and it was um, perf. You. It was um, Dave.
0: It was uh, a Rapi- rock was, review. Yeah, yeah, Pinoy
1: Rock Review, and it was really fun. I mean, like I never saw you play drums like face to face. I saw like videos and right. stuff like that, and I was like. He could play. <laughs> he could play. That's so freaking cool. <laughs> and we played. I got the jam. We jammed. With you. Yeah. I, um, it was a uh, uh, beep beep. Yes. Yes. What like, band did not do beep beep?
0: That's exactly like, Wolf. Let me play with. Uh, let me play with Philip.
1: Everyone wants to play with me.
0: I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I got to jam with you again at Arnel uh um,
1: oh dude that was so fun yeah
0: yun know maganda yun ang impromptu I'll post a link in the description so you guys could watch that uh, watch that jam session
1: yeah and uh, Robin wow Robin Rivera, what a freaking awesome guitar player what a revelation no? I know it was so freaking amazing and he has that poofy hair you know, uh, the it, it it's like those trolls from the 90s. Remember those trolls? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had the uh, troll hair. Just and the he, hair, huh? Yes. Okay. Listen, I'm just jealous of anyone with hair. Oh, I'm sorry I will hit, talk yeah. to anybody with hair and go, "Hi, hey, nice. Can, na, can I touch your
0: hair?" Hindi <laughs> people with without uh, a crown, balbasarado sila.
1: We're just w- Bak- we just miss hair. Okay, we miss hair. And besides, if I didn't have facial hair, they'd probably cast me for Dr. <laughs> Evil or some shit like that. You Pero
0: know? okay. sa meron ka? Chest hair? Of course. Okay, if I don't have that. See, I only have hair on my head. That's it.
1: I have hair on my back.
0: See, that was too much information. Even First for my listeners.
1: All, <laughs> no, your listeners. <laughs> this you, is JJ. you invited me on this show. Your listeners are Dead meat.
0: Mate. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. You're fair game at this by, point. By the way, like it was, uh, let me tell my <laughs> listeners and our viewers that uh, you you texted me and actually said, you said um, anything we couldn't talk about. And I said, only anything you don't want to talk about is off the table.
1: And when he opened that can of worms, I said, <laughs> Paco's in for a surprise. Anyway, let's talk about my back hair.
0: Let's. Uh, let's <laughs> no, no, no. Let's talk about your back hair. I mean, isn't that... That
1: should have been my band name. Back
0: hair. Just to let you know. When I when I'm at the gym, right? So I'm the guy with the least amount of hair, body hair.
1: Yeah, the gym where you're always eating. Yes. yes. Oh my god. If you saw Baco's <laughs> Facebook page, I you know, he's on my Facebook and I see he's eating, I don't know, whatever. Like whatever. Pork I feel chops like, right. or whatever. And, and his he tags LA Everybody, fitness. Yeah. I'm like, you're gaining weight while Pumping weight. What, what's this? Eh, what kasi? is this LA fitness dude? Okay, food? before we I go don't...
0: before we go back to your back here, huh? um, the reason none. you know, all these people posting gym pictures.
1: Yeah.
0: To me, I mean, nothing against them, but everything against them. But nothing against them, I couldn't imagine doing something like that.
1: I post gym pictures, and you do? I should show you some of them. Why? Because I'm this fat guy in a gym trying to give a lot of people hope. Okay. If not, I'm making them feel better about themselves. Like, oh, thank God, I'm doing something much better than this guy. But
0: but that's good, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You good.
1: you know, we reach that age where we need to take yeah, care yeah, yeah. of ourselves, our bodies, and whatnot. And speaking of body, so my back hair—it's <laughs> very sparse. You know, there, there's there's like a patch here. A patch there. A patch there. Oh, my God. And, you know, it's like little um, villages, like far apart. And you just wonder, like, if they're going you've to had go to war.
0: Since, you've had this since you were young?
1: No, no. Only when I got older. And you know what? When you go bald like me, you appreciate all your body hair a little bit more. I put, like, <laughs> conditioner on my back scrub. I'm like, you, you, you do you, man. You do you. You know? And it, it's just so much nicer. I asked my wife, can you comb it? Oh, oh, oh no, oh. no, no. How is she about However, it? However, you yeah. know what I did try with my back hair? Tell me. I had to try it. I had to try it. I tried waxing.
0: No Brazil oh okay. No, it's not Brazil waxing. <laughs> A Brazilian wax by is only sa pubes area. I think I that's know.
1: what I think that's what that it is. But okay. now that you're daring me, no, 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 I'm not daring should you. Should we do this no, no, live, No, no, in no, no, no.
0: Maybe the next episode when we have more uh, mm-hmm. listeners and viewers, I'm pretty sure they'd like I'm to pretty, subscribe. Yeah, to you want right? to build up a good a audience of yeah.
1: audience before before you start, we do the Brazilian Before wax thing. you start having them disperse because of my exactly Brazilian wax. But so but, okay, I tried me. waxing my back hair. Thinking it can't be that.
0: Bad. Hold on, but you weren't the one waxing it. No,
1: like... no, my wife was the one who tried it. Well
0: she? She was probably having a blast doing that. No. Uh,
1: yes, she did. She has a blast at anything that <laughs> causes me great pain. <laughs> and I thought that I mean, come on, I got tattoos. I got a tattoo here. I got a tattoo. This job on my chest was a four-hour tattoo.
0: What do you oh, have on your chest?
1: Oh, I have a an alien, kind of like a Geiger. Okay, an let alien. me.
0: Okay, it looks like um,
1: it's called the creepy dead.
0: I know. I mean, I'm, I'm glad there's no nip slip yet. You know. Oh, <laughs> we're still good, Jay, right? No nip slip, just the tattoo with a bunch of. <laughs> so wow, uh, for a while I thought you know, you know, you know that uh, that. Um, uh, cal- uh, alibata, you know, you know yeah. those uh, nice little... This
1: can also be called the Dangerous Bulalo. Oh,
0: you know? Okay. How, <laughs> but how come there's no color? Is that a claw?
1: Yeah, I guess it's a claw. Some sort of claw. I, You know what I did? What? I am a daring guy. First of all, this is even more daring. As you could probably see, there's initials here. Something- yeah, yeah, yeah. You see that? Yes. That was an ex-girlfriend.
0: No yeah. way.
1: That was an ex girlfriend from long ago. I did that before. Yeah?
0: Not an initial, her actual name.
1: Well, this is her nickname M. Yeah, you had to put it on. Yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. No, I mean, first of all, we're friends. Okay. It's cool. She's an awesome artist and she I have much respect for her. Uh huh. Wait, so, wait, wait.
0: Did she know that her. Yeah, she was
1: with me when you I had got that it. Done. Yeah. Okay. And I think she was, like, sweating bullets, like, oh, God, now I got to live up to this shit. (laughs) And I feel bad putting her through that. But anyway, so we broke up, right? And I was like, son of a bitch, what am I going to do with this? (laughs) And, you know, I mean, like, I'm I'm a daring guy. So funny enough, I went back to the Philippines in 2004 because I ain't paying this kind of money to get tattoos here in the U.S. Wait, 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 you had that done here. No, I had that done in the Philippines.
0: No, that M thing.
1: Oh no, that was done in the Philippines. He, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. this one. I mean, my first tattoo I got it in '95. Right, and I fainted. I Where'd fainted you have it? Biceps. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, no, shoulder. Detail. So when I got this, we were in the Philippines. Moved here to the U.S. We broke up, son of a bitch. And then 2004, I went back to the Philippines to because uh, my brother got married, and I figured, you know what? It's cheaper there. I'm going to go to the Philippines. So I'm going to ta- get a tattoo. So I asked friends there, where? Where, where can I get a tattoo? And they told me about this art. Oh, man, I wish I remembered his name because I would love to give him props. But I was a drunk fuck. But, um, anyway, if you recognize your art take credit for it. There and you if, go. If it wasn't you, just take credit for How it. How about you
0: send us a picture so we can post it on the website so that, you know, we okay. can post links. And- the
1: deadly dead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, a friend of mine told me, listen, there's this tattoo artist in Goldcrest in Makati. Remember Goldcrest? Yeah, Crest? I remember Goldcrest. Oh,
0: Goldcrest, uh, you know what? Speaking of Goldcrest, I digress Dita, but ng mga Star Wars figures. Back. Oh, yeah, right?
1: Man. That was where you got all the cool toys. Yes, Goldcrest. He-Man. Yes, sir. Star Wars. she no, I got She-Ra. <laughs> I got her. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. So, I went to Goldcrest, and they, they said, look for this guy. He, he runs this teddy bear shop. Seriously, it was a teddy bear shop. He sold teddy bears, and and I go, dude, are you what's his name? He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do tattoos. Oh, he goes, so you feel like that? Yeah, yeah. There's a the one that my fr- your friend told me you were coming. So I'm like, yeah, cool. So he sat me in the back. It was one of those monoblock chairs.
0: Okay. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Cause why, why sit in something comfortable when you can sit in something that That's you know painful is going to,
0: it's gonna be painful yeah, yeah. you might as well might you as well. know mm. so
1: I you know I snuck out my bottle of and just fuck it you know this is my pain medication for this tattoo this was a four hour job by the way now the cover up yes oh the Lord. cover up was four hours but this is where my daringness is so he asked me what do you want on it I said fuck it what do you like drawing
0: no way you gave him you okay so you gave him full dibs on what to do
1: Well I well I asked him first what are you into If he said rainbow bright I was like Star Wars that Star. <laughs> up you know So papa
0: no papa pre-production cuz that's a that's a life that's a lifetime commitment Yeah And it's so embarrassing you forgot this person's Why name.
1: do you think alcohol helps you make these stupid decisions in uh. life Now Speaking of stupid decisions. Anyway, right. so there was sitting in this monoblock chair. The guy is like, what do I like to draw? Um, you know, my, my favorite artists that I like to follow or, you know, and he mentioned Geiger. And the only reason why I said Geiger, because I didn't recognize any of the other fucking people he said. Geiger. Okay. So I, Geiger, oh, that's the guy who did the Danzig and aliens. Fuck it. Let's go with him. He did that. Yeah. And he goes, oh, okay, cool. Uh, what exactly do you want? I'm like, I don't know. Just fucking cover this thing and put something on there. Danzigno. Four hours later he gave me this tattoo.
0: Well a mirror. You didn't you didn't wait, wait, wait. You didn't know. Were well, you you, kinda, at, like, you like know, that? back
1: before my my second chin that I grew on, <laughs> I could kind of see it anyway. But yeah, he had a mirror, he'd show me. Uh he explained to me what he was gonna do and I don't remember it was like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. you go uh, no, 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 yeah okay so guys, yeah, so guys, yeah, so guys, yeah. oh okay now yeah okay now, yeah. go and he took four hours because he I I re I tipped him well. I tipped him really well because I was earning in dollars already and I can nah, give, social, so, yeah social, right but I tipped him well because he did do a good job. I really did like the artwork he did. I and he it was um You know, he was very respectful about it. He did give me an idea what he wanted to do. And now when I look at it, I'm like, motherfucker, it looks like a supportite running through a fucking cable. But hey, that's what I got.
0: (laughs) And you're fine with that. And I'm fine with that. That's fine. What would you advise uh, kids who want to put names of their girlfriends on their, or boyfriends on their bodies?
1: Make sure that if you ever get to a point where you have to break up, drink a lot of alcohol and ask a tattoo artist to do anything he wants to on it.
0: So why'd you put it in the first place?
1: I was in love. I was stupid in love. I in, in love? Oh, yeah. Fuck, what the hell do you know about love when you're like 17, 18 years oh, old? Oh, this right? was around that time? Yeah, I was, well, okay. I mm. was, in fairness, I was 20, 21 at that point. And looking back, knowing that I'm already in my 40s, I'm like, oh yeah, that was really fucking stupid.
0: i because I did the same thing. Oh
1: yeah? Pero, Wait, you have a name? Of I who? have a name. I had a name. Oh yeah, that's right. You mentioned I, you I have had a had name. A name.
0: Um, we broke up. Oh. We broke up. And because we broke up, I wanted to get her back. And so I was ng drums and roses. <laughs> kasi panahon ng Guns and Roses <laughs> Drums so, ro-
1: so yeah. okay so may, <laughs> that's gonna be pako's later band so Ladies may and gentlemen, drums so may snare
0: may snare drum dito tapos okay. may dalawang uh, drumsticks tapos may roses na nakapulupot sa sa drumsticks alam mo yung yung album ng Appetite for Destruction na yung dalawang <laughs> <laughs> yeah. o yung symbol nila na may dalawang barrel na may
1: this is probably why my ex broke up. Mine was just letters, E M, no. No, mine you was had like fucking art fucking. Me
0: Artwork was Melai. Melai. I know that was the name, right? Oh, okay. So and then I showed it to her when when this was done. I showed it to her and she just looked at it and actually said end.
1: Ouch. And then she just left. Ouch. You see, when I got mine, at least she was still my girlfriend. <laughs>
0: right? I was like, "Oh no!"
1: You had more balls than I did. I, okay, officially Paco <laughs> has more balls than me, and I only have two. <laughs> I have
0: probably more than yeah, the, probably. So so na tapos ba? And then so tapos taka and all that, and then later on, when naging nung naging girlfriend ko si si Geneva. Oh, she saw the tat, right? And she goes. So what are you going to do with that? I wasn't going to say nothing. So what did I say? Of course I'm gonna have this covered up. So I did the same thing. I I I went to a tattoo artist and said, can you cover this up? How? And I said the same thing. I don't care what you do.
1: <laughs> you did the same thing. <laughs> I don't we care. are... We are daring people. Uh,
0: I, I drums and bass, baby. I don't care what you do; just cover it up. So, this is what he eventually
1: did. Hey, that doesn't look bad at all. So what?
0: the name was here. Okay. Jake, can they see my tat? No, is it? Yeah, yeah. So the name was here. I, I need, I need to retouch this whole darn thing. And then he play. He did this right. Mm-hmm. And when I saw it, I go, uh, "Bong! What the heck is
1: that?" Scissors.
0: And he said, What do you think it is? And that's what I said. I go, high tech scissors. And he said, <laughs> And he said, That's right. I go, no way. And he goes, It's whatever you want it to
1: be. <laughs> <laughs> you cut her out of your life.
0: And There's so, meaning
1: you cut her out yes. of your life.
0: And it was like, it was so painful because it's all it's all black, right? Sabi ko, Phil, oh my God. To naman, naman Geneva, You didn't reaction, yeah. Oh. It's like oh. Oh, that's it? Oh, I was just asking what you were going to do with it. I didn't know you were gonna do it.
1: Yeah, you said you were gonna do it. <laughs> right? I think that's the difference between men and women, Dubah. Yes. We're we're dense motherfuckers. Yes. They have codes. Oh they Lord. have codes. Oh, you know God. how when they say sure whatever you want, that oh, doesn't mean sure good. whatever you want. That's that means good. like There is something behind that.
0: I've cracked that code. That's why Kamini Jaja, we are meant to be.
1: I didn't. I just, I I may have cracked it, but I want to stay in the dark because it's always fun. Really? Yeah. So baby, can I buy that guitar? What would she say? If you want to, I do. Oh, (laughs) we we I go back and forth, and I know I'm not gonna buy this guitar at this point, you know. But I'm just like teasing her. What color should it? be? (laughs) (laughs) I get it if when I believe I won the arguments when she says, "Go fuck yourself." (laughs) I won, (laughs) yeah, yeah, and I'm not buying that guitar. Okay, I'll do dishes. Bye. Really? So you won't you won't get the guitar? No, not yet. I'm actually practical. I don't need the guitar. But yeah. at least
0: yung, yung feeling la na pinayagan ka na wife mo to, like if she allows you to get the guitar then yes. You know, just the satisfaction of you know what, I won, she said yes, I don't have to but
1: You know what the sad truth is? Even if she said yes, I'd lose. Why? You'd because women Oh yeah. But, yeah
0: because yeah, then, yeah. here's the thing. Yes.
1: When guys get pissed at each other We get pissed at each other at the moment. And that's it. And then when it's done, it's done, whatever, fuck you, whatever. When women get mad, you're tattooed for life. Yes. That's it. They will remember that shit you said. Yes. Remember back in 1995 and you said this. Actually, I don't remember, but you did. Oh, shit. And you're still holding that? It's been fucking how many years? The
0: way the way they, they, they'd ask a trick question. Yes, the like, trick question. So, where'd you eat again? When? <laughs> <laughs> like a week ago, you said you went out to eat. Where'd you eat again? And then i just look, right? I'd look at Jaja and go, I said I ate? <laughs> and she'd go, Don't pull that trick on me. Don't pull that trick on me.
1: (laughs) It's like they're setting booby traps. Yes. And they want to see like... Step on it. What are you going to say? Is he going to step on it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What's that smell I smell? It's very pretty. (laughs) It's McDonald's. It's perfumic McDonald's. What do you want?
0: Like, I mean, I'm in sales, now, so okay. uh,
1: I didn't know you were in sales.
0: I'm in sales and she would go. So, uh... Did you eat? Did you have lunch? I go yeah. Where'd you go? I went to Yoshinoya. With whom? With whom? And I, I'd, I'd actually say with myself. Why would I go with someone else? Because you never eat alone. Well, in this case, I have to eat alone because you're at work. So it's always like that.
1: I used to have a crazy ass bitch girlfriend here in the U.S. Uh huh. She was this white girl, she was freaking hot, by the way. Oh, man, I landed one. There's a trade-off. There's a trade-off right there. Yeah, I know. And she was nuts. But crazy people in bed are pretty good. Anyway, (laughs) so she never trusted you. Or me, sorry. at that She never. She always questioned, who are you with? What did you do? How come I wasn't there? All that same stuff. Needy. Yeah, needy, super. Pero... You know, it got to a point where I already knew I was gonna break up with her, so I might as well have fun. Oh, what'd you do? Oh, she goes, Who are you with? This hot bitch and she had big boobs. You know? Oh like my I God. really You're let her you're happy. mean. I get mean. If That's you get mean. to my bad side, I will get mean. But I'm only mean with words. You know, I mean like because after a while, you know, I mean yeah. I'm never gonna punch you, I'm never yes. gonna hit you, hurt you, whatever. But if we cross lines I am going to win the insult game. I will, you know. Bitch, your boobs are just
0: too pointy. Oh, oh, that's you on the way out.
1: Yes, that's me on the way out. That's you on the she way threw out. Threw my There's no I had, way. I had, a, I had a really nice Seiko watch, and she fucking threw it at me. It missed. You know? I would. I mean. Yeah. Well, I, I was like I said, I was already on the way out. Like my shit was packed already, and I was ready to fucking let her have it. Let her have it. Bitch, chin up. No, the other chin
0: <laughs> how you long have, How long have you been married?
1: Oh, I've been married since two thousand twelve, so that's what so, seven yeah. years. So you're happy. So I'm a happy man. When I met my wife, she you know because after a while, fuck looks no, I'm not saying oh, shit, that's horrible. <laughs> no, my wife is beautiful. she is absolutely beautiful, right? You're gonna edit this out. no, 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 fuck it. <laughs> I'll just get in trouble. No, my wife is absolutely, absolutely everything to me. Okay. And when we first met, it's actually quite romantic, actually, you know. We actually met in Match.com. Really? Let me just plug. Match.com. And we met in, and, uh, we met in a, um, a, a sushi restaurant called Edimami. And we just had conversation the whole night. Talking, talking, talking. And it was like random topics. We met because we were both Beatles fans. I'm a nice. big Beatles fan. And we, it was enjoyable. You know, I wasn't looking anymore for that perfect figure, hot fucking whatever. Like you wanted
0: someone for keeps.
1: I wanted to marry someone. Someone right. that I can be absolutely myself with. And um, it, it really didn't matter. Her backstory was so amazing. I won't give it up. Babe. No. You know, that's her life. I'll give up my life. But, you know, I just fell in love with this human being that just meant everything to me. And I was willing, you know, when you get to that point and you meet that person, yeah, fuck it. I'm, I'm ready. I'm stamped down. I'm old enough to know what love was really it, is. So
0: was it love at first sight? Yes. Matt, match.com really works?
1: I, well, it worked for me. Because they actually actually match you, right? No, here's the thing. She was my second date from match. So there was a first date, and we were feeling things out. We liked certain things. And then we both kind of agreed, nah, we're not a match for each other. No,
0: no. Yeah,
1: we high-fived and said, cool. Are you
0: serious? You actually said that, both of you?
1: Yeah. We went on one date and said, are you feeling this? I'm like... You know what? Not really. Me too. Oh shit. What are we? That was like the third date and we were like, "Fuck, we wasted all this money." Yeah, fuck it. Split the bill. Yeah, fuck this shit. Later. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but actually yung catalyst na part, no? Right? Yeah. To be able to be open.
1: I think when you go on an online date, you know, you your first few dates, both of you are probably nervous about the whole situation right so you're you're both trying to be nice you're both trying to be like walking on eggshells third date in you're like you know what (laughs) yeah you know i like the restaurants (laughs) so
0: cool maybe jj buen camino can do the same thing you should give him advice you know go and swipe left swipe right
1: (laughs) well you can also swipe up and down but i have no idea where that takes you (laughs) I think that's grinder. Let's go uh, level down. <laughs> oh, here's a cheap one. <laughs> Shit, this one has some mole in the wrong place of her face. Let's go with that. Oh my god! So from I can the- take her to McDonald's <laughs> and she'll be fucking happy. Quarter pounder with cheese, baby.
0: So this <laughs> was so you guys dated? Yeah, yeah,
1: and we we fell in love. It when? Was amazing. After how many dates? Um. So after that date, we met. We we had movie in my place.
0: Oh, Netflix and chill. <laughs>
1: we were up to like five in the morning. Okay, true story.
0: Wh- okay. Yeah.
1: I'm just that kind of rocking man. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, you know, we stayed up. We were talking in bed and just kind of like reflecting. She was reflecting about her life. I was reflecting uh-huh. about mine, you know, and we were like, not two peeds in the pod, so to say. We were absolutely opposites. Opposites. Right.
0: Yeah, you know? Pusit. Yeah. Opposite. Pusit, yeah. So before you continue with that, this okay. is this is R2 D2. Uh-huh. And if he's right here, what's he called? What? R2D2ON. <laughs> Stupid. R2 D2, R2D.
1: Eto eh, Okay. Mas <laughs>
0: eh,
1: Actually, I got that all wrong. It's potato, no. so, must potato. potato. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> eh,
0: <ito>. <laughs> <laughs> eh,
1: no, I'm I'm just basking how I got that joke wrong. No, how about I'm enjoying how it. How
0: about this? What's this called? What? This is spider.
1: A spider? What? This one. What? This
0: is a spy here. Okay, go back. Let's go back to your story.
1: <laughs> I thought I was a chuck full of bad jokes.
0: Uh, you know what? You are not know feeling ko talaga? You and I, the reason why we connected is because pareho tayo ng ano eh?
1: Shit, I thought we were opposites. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think we're
0: very, <laughs> very similar. Because even when we played drum and bass together, like jam, it was like, I know where he's going with this.
1: I will get back to my wife later, but I do want to touch on that. Drums and bass, they are the backbone of the music and of the band, so to say. We lay down the rhythm, the drums laced out, the timing, the flow, the bass holds that perfect alignment of, mel- of not melody, but, but you know, there's yeah. the notations mixing in with the rhythmic patterns. Yeah. And without that connection... You know, Um, things can be very messy. Very much. I'm not going to say that it's bad music. I don't believe in anything bad music. You know, there's only uh, false expressions. Meaning, I, I agree. Meaning you're not being true to yourself. You can be a complete fuck up like Sid Vicious and still rock it like a motherfucker. Yeah, that's true. You know, and he sucks, but he's my favorite in terms of attitude, in uh, terms yeah. of expressing yes, exactly yes. what you want to express. Yes, and that's that's what I was saying about, about false. Well, oh. yeah, about false expression. Oh, now, Nathan Azarcon, he expresses um, himself on that bass guitar. I know his influences because he always shared it. It was like Flea, um, uh, guys from Jamiroquai. Oh, my God. yeah! You know, that was freaking amazing.
0: So, you know what, Nathan, I love the guy. Mm -hmm. But you've seen him from, you know, uh, you've witnessed him grow from just a garage band bass player to a superstar. Yeah. Tell me about him, if you don't mind.
1: No. um, So, Nathan... Uh, like all the other musicians I knew were all from La Salle Zabel. Okay. Um, he left La Salle Zabel. Uh, but he always still came to my house because he'd be jamming with my brother, Rich, and and Junji. I think kabat is uh, Junji, Mark, uh, Nathan, and Jerome, uh, or J. John Valencio. Wonderful guitar player, too. But uh, anyway, so whenever he came over to the house... It always make laugh trip, you know. So he was as, he was really as, yeah,
0: he was really a jokester.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think everybody in my house loved cracking, okay. <laughs> whip, whipping jokes or whatever, because it was good times when you when you are in a band and you're with your cabrads. You right. know what I mean? It's fun. It's always this feeling of like. You know camaraderie, and you can say whatever you want, and you're talking about the same influences you have. Oy, nakita mo tong ano, na yan. Oh, tangin na ya. <laughs> You know, they, these were the kind of conversations, and it's so funny because I'd be like peeping behind. I'd be this. So you this were a kid. kid. You were literally a kid. a kid. Yeah, I was a kid, and I'd be peeping out. My brother would like, oi, oi, you know, shooing me away like a big brother. And Nathan, stay, there no okay lang yan. And then I'm gonna stay, you know. Um, he had this um, EB3, a Gibson EB3 bass, and he plugged it in, he plugs it into one of those boom boxes. And man, the thing was basag, but he just jammed on through. You know, he put the volume at full blast because nobody really had amps. Right. I mean only Junji had an amp, and then I think Jan plugged in the line two of that same amp. You know, tuk tuk yeah. lang, lang. The only one with really nice gear was uh mark
0: <laughs> he, you know what i was gonna say he had I was... a
1: tama drum set before he signed with uh Gretch. Yeah but yeah so I mean like, here it was and mind you he wasn't the original drummer Bazurak was Paolo Lerma the younger brother of Junji, oh, Junji. but I'm just fast forwarding to Mark because you know name dropping but <laughs> he's here in the States huh? Yeah oh yeah. Mark? Yeah oh when
0: um I thought he
1: went back home um no, here. after the He's oh, okay. here. He's here.
0: He'll be uh, here until after the New Year's, I think.
1: Is he here in LA? Or? Yeah,
0: he's in San Bernardino right oh,
1: now. Oh, oh, okay. And
0: then moving to Mission Viejo, closer to you.
1: Moving? Like, moving? Just for, like, for a couple of days. Oh, okay. I thought he was going to Oh my God, i
0: am given logistics, Mikey. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> mark Ramirez is the
1: Yes. A different Mark okay. from a different band. Yeah. You know? Okay. Liver Haya. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I mean like so witnessing that and seeing them as just friends, people right. who came to the house, my older brother's friends. And then, you know, Rich, my older brother, left for the US and he actually mm-hmm. studied in Musicians Institute. Okay. VIT, a Vocals Institute of Technology. And when they left, you know, I think um, if I can remember Um, Spinning Jenny is where Junji ended up in I don't know if you remember that band from long ago I've
0: heard of Spinning Jenny never seen them play
1: yes Uh, and then Nathan went with Perth they started River Maya
0: wasn't wasn't um, Nathan taught by Perf?
1: I think so. You might want to check with him. I, I think we should. But I'm not surprised because it seems like Perf taught everyone. Everybody. Yeah. Right? I mean, Perf is just that maestro guy that everybody learned under. I didn't learn under him. I learned under the people he taught. So <laughs> he, I know he so taught si oh, Perf. Lo okay. lo si perf. Okay. I learned under Junji, like the fundamentals of your fretboard, uh, modal patterns, and all that stuff. But Nathan taught me groove. Nathan taught me, oh, dapat dickit kasa, ano, drummer, parang tite mo salubdong pwet, or yung tite niya salubdong pwet mo. Dapat you know? So, and I don't think Nathan ever said that. <laughs> I'm only wishing he said that to me. Not for any particular reason. I'm putting words in his mouth.
0: So you're paraphrasing, paraphrasing in, a, in an explicit in a way, kind of way.
1: As I always do. Yes. Now, but Nathan, this is a true story. So one day, I was in his house, and it was his younger brother. Oh, God, I get mixed up with his brothers. There's Noel, Norman. All of them have the initials NPA, by the way, and that's true. Oh, really? Yeah, NPA. Okay. Nathan Peter Azarkon.
0: Oh, that's like NPA?
1: NPA. Oh, my God. Anyway. Okay, go. So I was in Nathan's house, and I had my Yamaha uh, bass my attitude bass and he was teaching me how to groove and he and the thing is I'm Dr. Colit Fingers I'll fucking on the bass right thinking it's fun he's like eh, so he told me to just play um englishman in new york it's all groovy doom, yeah, doom, yeah 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 doom, yeah 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 doom, 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 you know and he goes okay do that for 30 minutes i'll be back what? Yes, and don't you dare, uh, no. Don't stop playing that. Don't try to add things. Don't do or you're going to have to do that again. My brother will be here jamming over you and you can't do anything else except those three notes at this only For the pattern. next 30 minutes. So I'm there and you know, I mean like I'm getting kind of antsy. ADHD, I want Yeah, yeah ADHD, but fuck i didn't want to piss off <laughs> <up> nathan <laughs>
0: so you really had lessons from nathan azarcon huh?
1: and that was probably the most important lesson i ever learned that it it wasn't about me it was about staying within the boundaries of the song you know what i mean context context yeah, yeah. and if the bass was required to just ring through bing 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 at that point you got to look at from the context of the songwriting of the song because that's how it was envisioned. You play your part.
0: Ibang klase eh. Like, um, based on what you said about Nathan Azurcon, when I watch him, listen to him, It's
1: beautiful, right? <laughs> yeah. it's Just fucking beautiful. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Especially now, like, with all, like, alam yun yun every kalabet, every, every, um note hit has a story. Mm-hmm.
1: And you know that thing about needing to be locked with your drummer? Yeah. Think about it. Nathan and Mark have been playing since high school together. I know. They're locked in step.
0: Very, very, very they much. They know so. each yes, other's yes
1: uh, habits on in terms yes. of how they're going to express in their instruments, and they can feel when they're going to go together one way or another. <laughs> yeah. You know, totally. When you have that longevity of knowing each other. From a musical perspective, of just jamming with each other for a very, very long time, lockstep, man, and that's so important with music in terms of the yeah. drums and the bass.
0: Like speaking of that, like you, man, um do you still perform? No. Like you, so you had this band, right, Bonehead?
1: Yeah, that was a long time ago.
0: How far did that go?
1: You know what? We were the band that we were a really good band that. Didn't last very long. Because? We were like the Sex Pistols. Oh. oh. Never mind the Bullocks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gone. That's it. One album wonder. Ego? Yes. I think the ego was, I was ego. I was very ego. Okay. Yes. Well, it it takes a man to admit. But you know what? It wasn't so much that. I mean, the way I see it is that we were too young to run ourselves. We did wow, We had no manager. We had the record producers and we had the record company. Okay. We had Polycosmic Records and we had Ed Formoso. And those were the people who were guiding us. Right. So I won't say anything else other than that. Oh, you just said Inter- Ed Formoso.
0: I, I was like, okay.
1: Yeah. No, but that it was his... He was the one who got us into polycosmic record. He was the one who gave us those opportunities. Was but this? there was I don't know, 95, 96. So the way it happened, how Bonehead got our start, was like any other band in the Philippines. High school friends. Right. You know, and I wasn't even their friends yet. Well <laughs> was, No, because I did. okay. So Dina Navarra, Chico Cristobal and Palak Semana. Yes. Singer, guitar player, drummer. Yes. They were in a band called Megalis long okay. ago, during the time of Azurac. And when they broke up, they were looking for a bassist because they wanted to go in a grunge yes. kind of way. And at that time, I was in this uh, De La Salle Santiago Isabel, um symphony and jazz orchestra. I was just, you know, so learning how you to play.
0: Th- so you, you really made... Um- Made a path with the bass after this whole Nathan Azarcon. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, and you know what? It was it was because I realized I couldn't get in any other band because there were hundreds of other guitar players that were just better than yeah. Me. But nobody played the bass, so fuck it. If I played the bass, I can get into a hundred you, other fucking bands. You play
0: it well, man. You play it uh, well.
1: Thanks you, and you play your you play me very well.
0: <laughs> okay, go. Okay, so Bonehead.
1: So they came up to me because they wanted me to play bass and we got we started Zabel. we played in like Gym One, the first song, I still remember, it was Plush, you know, and we did well, you know, we sounded good and we played a few shows, we played in the Whistle Stop in Paraniake, okay, we played, yeah. um, oh God, Glenn Jacinto told me where the fuck was this in Makati Cinema Square, it was like some underground bar place.
0: Not, not a session, huh? No, 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 y- no. Yung studio ni G3 me said. This Misa was a basement. bar. Okay. This was a
1: bar. in basement na ren. Um And I remember we were playing to the um, waiter.
0: That was the only audience?
1: Well, no. There was the, also the bartender. Oh my God. So, you know, we played. And then this crowd of people came in when we got off. And who comes on stage? Teeth. So, oh. <laughs> so there's beds. There's... <laughs> You know, and jaw drop. You're like, ina. you know. Wait, wait,
0: wait. Why? why? Okay. Um, di- let's dissect. Because, again, we have listeners who are aspiring musicians and yeah. all that. And I'm pretty sure they're feeling that or they've felt that and, and, and all. But, why, why did you, because wh- what made you go, wow?
1: Well, aside from the fact that they had people rocking out to them, which okay. is always, you know, what you, what you want when you're on stage, you want people interacting, you want people cheering you on, singing along to your songs and stuff like that. And they had it. They had it because they had, the, again, they had that, that thing about them, you know, that just brings out people. You guys and didn't I, have and that? And they, not yet. And they had Lak And I think Lak was before us, uh, but we were we were definitely kind of jealous, I guess, about that. So we went back and we started writing songs then, because we were still yeah. basically a cover band, right? Yeah. So we started writing songs. Um, so it was, was it was
0: more like an epiphany when you guys saw Teeth performing.
1: Oh my god, this is the route. We, I wouldn't let's... say epiphany. It was just really jealousy. <laughs> 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 Maybe there was epiphany.
0: Maybe. Maybe it could be a wake up call for you, know, you guys, and, right? And
1: mind you, this is all from my point of view. And I was the youngest member in the band. I was sixteen at that point. So I was okay. 16, 17 years old. And by the time Bonehead became something from LA Rock one oh five point nine, I was still seventeen. I was a kid. So every time I saw a rock star, you know your
0: fan mode. Yeah, of
1: course. You know, I I never I but I felt like I was part of that because Yeah. You know who who I got to hang out with? Nathan, because he yes. knew me as the little kid yes. brother of Rich. And I always felt like, ah, you know, I'm under this good company. Yes. Plus, I grew up also with Basti, Atadi, He uh, was also from the same village. And he used to go around with my, my brother, Rich. Uh, we had common friends, Henry Clemente. Um, I think Stefano, oh uh, God, I'm trying to remember names here, but a we're the
0: South guy. Boys no yeah, we were the South Boys
1: <laughs> anyway, so you know, and I knew him, you know, and I knew so I knew someone from Wolfgang. I knew someone from you know, right. from teeth. and it was just those kind of connections that kind of made me feel like, oh, I was I'm a part of this little tribe of family yes. of musicians. And, you know, when, so when Bonehead came out, we were in Rock 105.9. You know, Hari Nang Sari-Sari went number one. And all of a sudden, whoa, shit. Shit got real, you know. So now we were playing in shows and we got people singing along and shit like that. We were opening. Um, we, we finally got a home gig yeah. in Alabang. Uh, it was the bottom line. <laughs> and we were pretty much the opening act for Edmond Fortuno. Which nice. was really amazing yes. to be there and watch yes. him on. Dude, he was the most. Entertaining he was my. He was drummer. my drummer.
0: He was my Nathan Azarcon. He was so. You, oh, you learned under him. I. I was. Um. I was mentored by
1: Edmund Fortuno. Oh my god!
0: Like i mean, in the JJ. We were the kids when when they yeah? were,
1: yeah, we were the kids. What village were you in, or where? where Kubao you, boys, you were Kubao boys. Yeah. Okay. So
0: and and yeah. makakabanta na Ira Cruz. And remember, yeah. Ira's dad is the sax player of Anak Bayan, and oh. Edmund Fortuno was the drummer of Anak Bayan. So every time we'd rehearse, they'd be hanging out, Dude. and you know, i i he would play on my drum kit. He would. I'm drums because of Edmund Fortuno,
1: and he was super cool. And yeah. he would be. He was such a showman. Yes, he. It didn't matter if the yes. place was only half built or what. Yes, he was still consistently still Edmond Bosio Fortuno.
0: And if I may, if I may carry my little chair, you saw me at my house. I didn't care if there were five people or ten mm-hmm. people. I'd get a whiplash playing the drums because you know I'm just gonna. Ru- yeah. and that's the Edmond Fortuno principle. I up.
1: loved it. And you know what? Nathan was the same way. He moved around on stage. He was, you know. It, you, you you watch some of these bands when we were growing up in the Philippines, and there was a lot of stagnantness in the way people performed. They just know. stand there.
0: Yeah, that was mouth open. Up. And
1: and even like heavy metal bands. That's why I loved mm. euthanasia because when they, they were on move. stage, Ramon uh, Rivera, God bless the soul, man, and Santi, they were there, legs spread yeah. open, banging their fucking head out, just making their yeah, making yeah. their hair move, yeah. And it's a why show. Man. Are you going to play that music and uh-huh. stand still? Yep. And 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 you're not even facing the crowd. You're yep. like you're like facing yep. to the left. You're facing the drummer. You're facing yes. your singer. And you're not facing the people who you should be facing. Preach it. And uh, you know, I, I always saw that. And and mind you, so I grew up watching Nathan, and now I'm fucking opening for Edmund Fortuna with Bonehead. Oh fuck yeah! It's time to fucking boogie.
0: So is that is that what got you into? Because you know what, not every musician realizes the importance of movement on stage.
1: Yes, uh, but you know what, I I always loved moving anyway. I was Doctor Kulit, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm always moving. I and I, I grew up watching Nathan. So fuck yeah, I'm headbanging. Fuck yeah, I'm waving my guitar. I I took off my bass one time and slammed mm. it on a on a on a stool. I did I had no guts to slam it on the floor because it was a bass guitar and I had to buy another one. So I hit a stool, obviously there was a pillow on it. It was was all show. Eh, I said, okay. Guitar. (laughs) So I I love being a show. Right. I was never shy from being on stage or being in front of people. You I don't I don't mind them staring at me, you know. What i give a shit about is if they're fucking bored or they're on with us because it didn't sound right. That's where I'd feel, you know. But when, of course, growing up, you don't know everything, right? You're 17 years old, you're on stage, you're, you're just in the moment, and you're one song to the next, and of course your mind is, I don't want to fuck yes. the song up, yes. I don't want to fuck the song up. So instead of trying to play like every other bass is in a song, I said, fuck it, I'll just do it my way. Which is good. Uh, And even though I was hitting wrong notes, I was not off time. Yeah. But, you know, so it it became my thing. I never played a cover song. Perfectly. Perfectly. Because you're
0: not that person.
1: Yes. I covered Bonehead well. (laughs) Because you were the
0: bassist for... (laughs) But if some other guy played bass for Bonehead and you were the second bass player of the band, I'm pretty sure you'd put a stamp to it, correct?
1: I guess. Some right? people won't. There, ah. are, there are musicians out there that are so good at just playing it exactly to how it was recorded. I follow the school of uh, Jimi Hendrix, man. I already recorded that. And when I'm on show, I'm going to do something a little bit else. Okay. You know? So it's always because there's also a sense of selfishness when you get on stage because you're also entertaining yourself, um, of course, you want to stay with the song. And you were
0: 17, huh? Yeah. yeah. So, there's may egos involved.
1: Of course. And the egos really more showed up when we started recording Cargado. Uh, because at this point, yeah. when Polycosmic Records signed us, we really, really wanted to make an album just like us, you know? Right. But… Everybody had a different idea of what this album was gonna oh be. Oh
0: my god, yes,
1: yeah, I hard know. rock, heavy metal, Oops, yes, I know punk. how that feels. Um, you know, are we gonna sell out? I didn't want to be like because we yep. even had a song called Snowflake that was kind of like you know, the acoustic guitar thing that everyone was doing, Ulan, uh, oh, go. Like, I guess you know, you know, I know, know. Uso time, na yun yeah, eh. you know, so but I didn't want to go that route because I was like. Look at Razorback and look at Wolfgang. Yeah. They're not. They don't have that song. Find that darkness fail. But that's not even in that category. Even I wanted to stay there. locked in a heavy metal right. kind of. I would, but I was. I had a punk attitude, and you know, some people didn't want that punk thing in the band either. But you know, whatever we we made sacrifices for the album, and you know. At the end, I was listening to it. Wow, you can really hear us. You know, be, I, I don't think the fans of Bonehead know this, but you could really hear us fighting for how this uh, had to be expressed.
0: But that's okay. Sometimes, and it's, no, you know what? It creates a uh, you know what creative I listen, tension.
1: I look, I listened to that album Gargado, back, and it just brings back this feeling of wow, we were talented right. kids.
0: Is it streaming?
1: Uh, it's on Spotify.
0: Okay, so pe- people can mm-hmm. search it, no?
1: And after that, after we broke up, and it was kind of like a really harsh breakup, you know, friends Why? fighting. Um, Who because, left first? Um, Chico was because? the first. Um, I mean, you, can, you
0: don't have to, to say
1: yeah, it. Yeah, it, it, <clears throat> it was, again, there was a fight for control of the band. We did not have a manager. Therefore, we were making decisions on our own <inaudible> at the <inaudible> age we were. And it was never unanimous. At the, uh, at, it got to a point where it wasn't Sige, siga, guess It was, why? Why? No. Dapat on And you know, it, it started getting dramatic. And, and we really needed that leadership that we didn't have. That's true. We were talent, but we weren't businessmen. I and would, we were talent, but we weren't. Yeah. You know, we didn't have a structure that should have worked for everyone. We were just—I was an egotistical fucking kid, by the way. You know, and I
0: think—I I think I know why. Some guapo. Not only—not only because not only you're guapo. Okay. It's also because, like, I was when I was listening to the con- your your story. Remember, you you hung out with giants.
1: Yes, and that and it, it did get that. in my head. Oh, definitely. And you you fuck think? Yeah. No. You think? Oh, fuck yeah. I, I like mean, you could like,
0: name drop all these. I'm, I'm pretty sure at that time, River Maya was number one probably. Oh, yes. And then you had Wolfgang and then you had all these.
1: Yeah. I mean, I walked around yes. places and people recognized me and it, forget the crowd recognizing me. I walk in the bar and there was Carl Roy. It's like, oh, where diba? and it, you know, like I see tears. So we'd say, hi, you know, it, it, it sounds like I'm name-dropping, but these were the people I kind of like... Baby Canilay. Uh, yeah, I, and, you know, and they knew Bonehead. They knew... We we kind of knew... It was like this little LA 105.9 family. Yes. Of, you know, and although we were Alabang, Razorback would come to Alabang and play. We'd hang out. And like, I'd disappear in the corner with Brian, and we'd be like, eh, you know, laughing. <laughs> we'd, we'd make sipping drinks here and there. Yeah. Um... It was funny enough. I didn't realize until we moved here to the U.S. Me and David Aguirre are the same age.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh, so you are kids.
1: Yeah. I was born seventy-eight. He was born. Oh 78. my god! Yeah, we were the babies. Yes. And it. So I mean, like,
0: I love that guy. I gotta get him on the show too.
1: Oh, I love him. I love. I love David. He's he. I fell in love with this human being. Yeah, he was this magnificent guitar player, but before, but aside from being a magnificent guitar player, he is just a fantastic human being. What a guy, you know, and
0: what a guy, like I don't know, different worlds, Kubao boy, South boy, you know, Nakita Kamerito, what a guy, maybe,
1: you know, in the Philippines, they seem so far away from each Uh other. You come here to the US, you feel like you were neighbors. Yes. You know, because, you know, you're in a different world Like now. Like,
0: like, like, you and me. I mm-hmm. mean, to our listeners, to our viewers, you're
1: like 275, no, about 100
0: plus miles away from me. San that, Diego. Yeah. Mm-hmm. About 100 something, right?
1: Yeah. And I'll still travel and say hi every <laughs> so often, you know. Right? Yeah. yeah there's a connection, um... I don't think your listener I I, I think a lot of your listeners in the Philippines, right?
0: The Philippines in here.
1: Yeah, okay. And here. Um Actually I just, it, I just I
0: just checked the stats, huh? It's fifty fifty.
1: Ooh. I know. That's that's, a, that, that's that is good. That's not a bad number. That's
0: good. 5050? Like you got um I mean I, I guess oh, and fifty-three percent females over males. Maybe because of me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Okay, I, I They're think, just waiting for I you. I think that number just this is dropped. What because- this is what they're waiting for. <laughs> if I ever had a line to heaven, I swear. Oh, man. You sing it better. <laughs> no. No. I just look better doing it. I agree. <laughs> so No, but... Okay, uh, go. No, go. No,
0: no, no you. I, I, I wanted to know so how did this break... The reason why, I'm going back, we want to... We want to make sure that that listeners would would understand, you know. I mean, uh, pit pit uh, how do you say it? Pitfalls or potholes or obstacles they need to sidestep. Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned, ego—that's a big thing to even Ego's
1: admit that. Ego is a big that, right? thing, yeah, and it can get to you really bad. And it got to me really bad. Um, but more than that. If you're, and this is in general, not just music, but team, you see a team like a basketball team or soccer team or whatever, you guys have to have that same goal. You need to have that one distinct goal that you all have to aim for. And you got to know your part and why you're doing it and why all of this. After a while, you know, in Bonehead, I was like, why do we have to do this fucking thing over here? You know we, uh, we we should play whole shows? why are we doing this g m a super show one thing? why are we you know why are they making us play to a track when we're not playing our real instruments? I was getting that big headed egoness, and i wanted I wanted to play,
0: so you were the culprit of this whole ego test. no just kidding,
1: yes, because everybody
0: maybe, maybe I'm not putting it on the spot, maybe. Everybody wanted to go in one direction, and you wanted to do your own
1: thing. You had five guys, two wanting to go one direction, one wanting to go another direction, one wanted to go another direction, mm. and then one who wanted to just try to keep everything together.
0: What happened to that guy? Who was that guy? In the
1: uh, band? That was Paul, the drummer. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Always the drummer.
1: Yeah, I guess so. But, you know, I mean, like... Even after a point, even he couldn't hold on to everybody heading in whatever directions, you know. And it got to a point where we were feeling like, you know, if I'm not going to be heard, why the fuck am I going to stay around? Right. And that's how I felt. I don't know about anybody else, but that's, that was in my head at that moment. That <laughs> I felt like, you know, because I'm being treated like I'm the youngest, you know, that I don't have any vision or anything like that. You know, I know all these people, uh, you know, whatever egos flying off my body and shit like that. Um, and so I when I decided to leave, it was ugly between me and Dino, the singer. Yeah. Okay. And I remember that day clearly, you know, I was already me and Monjo, <coughs> the guitar player. Yeah, yeah. Me, Monjo, bad Boy Sanka, and my brother Rich formed the band, Spacecraft Time Machine.
0: Oh, so you okay? So you're ready to hop off? Want to join?
1: Yeah. Well, no. We already, me and ah. Naja already decided. Fuck this shit. We're out. Okay. And Dino came to the house, and you should have seen us. Oh well, you know he was pissed off, and I was the one who confronted him. Door, door wide open. And he goes, gun on. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it. I'm, I'm, Me and my brother are forming a band. This is it. Mon just coming with me. And I could see in his eyes that it was heartbreaking. Of course. Heartbreaking at the same time. I'm mad at you at the same time. Fuck this shit. You know, I mean, and it was painful, you know? You know there was...
0: Well, so, as the it has limited space remaining. Okay. It was painful and then, okay.
1: So... You know, I had to carry that in my back. And uh, just to share it to the listeners, because I really don't mind sharing. I am bipolar disorder. I have bipolar disorder. And it's fine as long as you take your medications. Now, so I'm going through emotions. And as a young kid, as 17, 18 years old probably at that time, with bipolar disorder, I'm going off the rails. Right. Left and right. But I am still focused. Like I want to be a show. I want to be in front of people. I want to play my bass. I want to be cool like all the other cool kids. I'm still aiming to be like Louis Talan. I'm still aiming to be like Mon from Wolfgang. I'm still aiming to be like Nathan because he was my idol. You know what I mean? And I'm aiming for this shit like left and right saying, I'm going to do it. Um, I remember the first time Spacecraft Time Machine hit, you know, we played in Peps in Alabang, and we opened for Carl Roy, P.O.T. Yeah. So, and that was cool, because Carl Roy and Rich go back, you know, Advent Call when they were playing in Dread, and, and Rich with Bazura. Um So we got a spot to open for them, and that was our, our takeoff, you know. I remember the first song we did was, Good times, bad times. By oh, WhatsApp. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was... You know, I got to show off a different side of me other than hard rock, heavy metal. I can play now, you know, classic rock and shit like that. We did Fire by Jimi Hendrix. And these are all materials that was nothing related to Bonehead. And I did it, and I remember me and Wancho were so, like... Because of that bad experience when Bonehead broke up, we were, like, so anti-Bonehead. Whatever, you know? Because... He, you went with your emotions when you were a young kid, and you don't know.
0: Now, looking back in hindsight, hindsight,
1: we're hindsight. gonna land
0: this podcast. Up, but looking back in hindsight, are you guys friends?
1: Oh yeah. No, it was really, really awesome. I think it was back in 2012. Chico reached out. Oh, nice. And and I said hi, and and Dino, I met Dino, and he has this beautiful family. Monja, I mean, me and Monja stayed friends. Been okay, yeah. Me say. and Monja were always yeah. friends. We never broke up. Uh, I, you know, I think the most embarrassed I felt for was Paul mm. because he had nothing to do with this ego thing. Of course. Paul you know the drummer again. Yeah. <laughs> but we all became friends and, you know, I mean, this was long after NU broke, Anu 107 was gone, LA 105.9 was gone. And we pretty much felt like, okay, Bonehead is just this putot in the past, nothing anymore. But for fun, we put up a fan page just for us to share fun stuff. Right. With. And these fans started coming back. Why not? So can we... Um... And I think it's because there. I, I realized something about Bonehead is that it is nostalgic. Yes, it is. There are kids out there that listen to that who were my age that, at that that's moment. That's true. Yeah. Now, so now these fans are my age too. Yes. That's still rocking out. And you know what's the best thing? When I YouTube Hari Nang Sari Sari... It's, it's there with a lot of views. Better yet. There's a list of fans covering it. And that feels good. Right? There are all these Pinoy rock bands covering harinang ng Sari-Sari. And they're not famous people. They're basically what Bonehead was prior to all that That's true. shit that happened. These are garage bands and all that stuff, recording them, recording that song. And it felt good. Just knowing that we have this little itty-bitty place in Pinoy Rock history. With Hari ng sari with Paisabog, and all that stuff. And that's, I can live with that.
0: Okay, before I let you go, huh? If I may say something. First of all, I don't think you're a tiny speck or a little dot or whatever in in the whole realm of um, OPM, especially mm-hmm. OPM Pinoy Rock. That's just from, from a kuya's, kuya's, kuya's perspective, huh? <laughs> But remember How this.
1: How many kuyas do I have I in know, music? Probably now. a lot. But,
0: but if if we want to use that analogy, if you had a monitor or even a TV
1: mm-hmm.
0: with a dead pixel, you'd return that, and it would ruin your day. So even the little pixel is important.
1: But what if that pixel's somehow ah, no. turned himself no. off with just because he wanted to be the one pixel did all you, of you motherfuckers did, did noticed? Did you really have to? <laughs> I would be that pixel that would turn off because then all you'd be staring is at me, the dead pixel. That should be a name of a band. The dead pixels.
0: So we're going we're, we're to catch you they just click on the link in the description and they'll know where, where you are, right? Yeah,
1: well, um, Bonehead's yes. fan page. Okay, Bonehead, so... Bonehead, we'll, you'll, you'll, you can follow me... Just click on, on the Facebook, descript- go yeah. to Bonehead's. We have a website uh, that's dedicated to our fans, uh-huh. uh, bonehead-carcado.com. We'll put that here,
0: too. You yep, can click on and that.
1: And it, it's just basically a place where you can see our story see some of the videos there was a bonehead reunion that was there i wasn't a part of it but i'm promoting because it was so good to see them get together uh it was only dino chico and monjo but it was wonderful <laughs> you no, wish you were there i, I did i, wish I saw I that there. post yeah you wish you were I there I definitely wish i was there but you know uh, i'll have you back huh on oh the fuck podcast. yes this was always fun we, didn't I, even, we we talked about so much, and there but was you know so uh, what? For the
0: record, done. guys, uh, Phil broke uh, our our length, right? Our mm-hmm. podcast mm-hmm. length.
1: Paco <laughs> loves me that much. Very, yes. much,
0: very yes. much, very much, very much. First, JJ broke it, and then begotten uh, the rap artist broke hit JJ's record. But you knocked it out of the park. So Uh hats
1: off to you. We didn't even talk about all our shit that we did. Not only that, we have to go back to
0: talk about your wife.
1: Oh, yes. I have to make up for that one.
0: Yeah. So I'll have you back. Oh, yes. On the podcast.
1: Definitely. 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 Yeah, we are down to. I was actually quite, um, you know, very respectful here on this podcast. I didn't say weird things like dingleberries and and (laughs) wet bob or wet polites or. Or seeing it the best. Really? Yes.
0: Okay. Well thank you very much. Phil Philip Recto Bonehead on the Paco Papachaga podcast.
1: Cheers.